Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Okay, welcome guys. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here and we are here on Street Talk Theology. You know we do, we bring theology and we bring it to the streets. We think it's important to understand the biblical text and apply it to our lives today. So I'm flying solo today. Um, I do have some, uh, hopefully and prayerfully, uh, some guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. I hope to uh, connect again with Dr. Ken Ross, who is the principal at Lagos Christian Academy, and also hope to uh, connect with a pastor in India and we'll try to bring him on board. Um, so we got some things, some irons in the fire, so to speak. But I am here solo, kind of flying solo today. And, you know, one of the things that is, um, and people know me, um, especially in our church family. And I, I'll tell you something. I, I need to say this is probably more than, than I, I should more than more than I do, let me say that rightly, is uh, our church family here in Desert Sky, they, they are so kind to Rachel and I, and we are so grateful and honored to serve them. And, and, and they are just such, you know, easy people to preach to. And, and, and are, um, they, they want to learn the things of God. As, as, and, and we learn together. And by God's grace, um, you know, he's ordained me to uh, preach the gospel and teach the gospel. It's a it's a humbling thing, but God is kind, and uh, and He equips. He equips. And in fact, um, in our Wednesday night Bible study, we have kind of a two prong Bible study. Just kind of talking a little bit about the church, and then I'll get into my topic, uh, which will kind of be how to study the Bible rightly. Um, we have uh, we are in First John, and we're really uh, enjoying that. And then we are studying a book called "Reading the Bible for All It's Worth," and uh, it's by Gordon Fee and and um, Douglas Stewart. Uh, Fee, obviously, a, a New Testament professor, and Stewart, um, as we know, is an Old Testament professor. But you know, I think we've lost that. And the Bible says, you know, our people are lost. God's people are lost for lack of knowledge. And what I mean by lost that. I think we've lost the proper way to how to interpret scripture. And I, I and that's kind of my plight as we are learning this here in Desert Sky, because, you know, we want to be able to inter interpret scripture rightly. We want to be able to exegete scripture and exegete is, you know, uh, looking at scripture the way it was written to the original audience. I remember listening to something um, from Tom Buck. And in fact, I'm going to talk about first Corinthians today, just for as, as time allows me. But, uh, Tom Buck says that if you are studying, say, uh, Corinthians, you have to kind of walk down that 
walk down a Corinthian street, so to speak. You have to understand the milieu, understand the original context that the that the biblical author through the Holy Spirit is bringing on. And that's really important to, to understand the text. So if you understand it exegetically, if you understand it in its original context, then to bring it into today, what scholars call hermeneutics, you know, that that's going to give you the best chance to interpret the text rightly. So um, in thinking about, uh, say, First Corinthians, if I may, um, I remember when Paul in the book of Acts, uh, when he was going into Corinth and he stood there for, uh, for 18 months, the Lord had told him, listen, you're going to have some problems here, but, but it is a place that I have some people there. So don't worry. Go there and, and preach the gospel despite of what's going on in the world, despite of what able, what's going to eventually infiltrate the church because uh, there was some, um, let me say it rightly, some worldly stuff that was that would eventually infiltrate the church at Corinth. And, and we know that from reading First and Second Corinthians. But so if we want to look at this text, so let's look at the exegesis first, lightly, and, and not uh, can't delve into it with a you know 20, 22 minute, 23 minute segment. But there was a lot of special wisdom going on in the world. I mean, you know, the Greek philosophers and and um, you know, Corinth was like almost like a Manhattan, uh, like a New York City type of environment. Um, maybe we can say there was maybe new age stuff and just trying to apply it a little bit to today, but it was a place where a sophist or uh, uh, people with wisdom would be coming up with philosophies and, and the ways, ways to look at things in the world and, and writings and, and things of that nature. And that stuff, it, it almost like you call it like a special wisdom, and that stuff, in understanding that in that part of the world at that time in that place, started to infiltrate the church, started to infiltrate the church in Corinth. So here Paul had to come against that biblically because, you know, obviously the wisdom of the world to God is foolishness. So when this wisdom of the world started to creep into the churches, Paul had to debunk this special wisdom, so to speak. In other words, well, only, uh, and I'm only using myself in a pejorative term, only Dominic has got the Bible perfectly right. No, that's not true. I can get the Bible right if I use proper exegesis and bring it into today using proper hermeneutics. But if I don't do that, I'm not going to get it right. And Paul says it's not about special wisdom. Um, in fact, if you think about the church in Corinth, and I'm just going to try to cover the first few chapters, I'm not going to be able to read. Hopefully you guys will have a little bit of handle on, you know, what the first few chapters of, of First Corinthians says, you know, at least uh, chapters one through four anyway. I don't know if I'll cover all that. But because of this special wisdom that a kind, kind of infiltrated the church, it kind of started to cause divisions. You remember in, in verses 1 and 10, uh, some say they're of Paul, some of Apollo, some of Peter. And, and because of this special wisdom that 
infiltrated the church, you know, people were saying I was baptized by Paul, I was baptized by Peter, and I have a different, you know, whatever. And, and then those things started to uh, infiltrate the church. So Paul, what he has to do is debunk this special wisdom. And you see that like in uh, chapter one, verse 18 through 25, he kind of debunks this special wisdom. And basically why? Because he says the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God, you know, and, and, and again, the culture started to dictate to the church how the church should operate. And that's dangerous. Um, and then Paul goes into, you know, this, uh, this other area at the end of the uh, first chapter, God's choice of people is not based on human wisdom. It's God's choice. He doesn't choose people because they're smart or, you know, have this worldly or special wisdom that was kind of infiltrating the church. And, you know, um, but even Paul would say that these things were dangerous. They were dangerous um, because it's not the wisdom of man that allows you to understand the gospel. Paul says it's the power of God. It's God's power. It's God's spirit that helps you understand the gospel. You know, you think about uh, sometimes we read commentaries or, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today and, and, and that we, I may delve into later broadcasts and stuff that, you know, looking at scripture, they're looking at scripture more to apply to today, which is good, but you have to first look at it where it was first addressed. Then you can apply it to today. So there's a lot of, I don't want to say movements, just just bad interpretation of the text. Um, because it's not the wisdom of man that that allows you to understand the text rightly, but the power of God, right? Um that's how the message is understood. In fact, Paul will go on in the second chapter that the wisdom from above, right, that God has given is being rejected by man because the, the man can't understand it, right? The, the humanity can't understand the things of the spirit. And, and this is how Paul is, is dealing with this. And then even as, as, as early as the third chapter in 1 Corinthians, when you start using human thinking, you're acting in the flesh. And this is where Paul gets this difference between acting in the flesh or living in the spirit. Um, and, 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 you know, Paul uses that uh, a lot in, in, in Corinthians. One of the things that's interesting with Paul, it says that, you know, you're looking at me as a teacher, not me, Paul, and you want to judge me in, in humanistic wisdom. He says, I, I can't even judge myself. He says, I'm not concerned about you judging me because I can't even judge myself. Even though I believe Paul says, I am cutting the scriptures straight, being a watchman, rightly dividing the way of truth. That's up to the Lord to make sure that I'm getting this right. And Paul is saying, basically, he's got the mind of the Lord. And, and this is how we have to understand, I have to understand how to cut the scriptures straight. And, you know, Paul uses these metaphors in 1 Corinthians that they would understand, right? He uses agricultural metaphors. We see that in the third chapter of, of, of 1 Corinthians, right? 
Basically, he says, listen, Apollos and myself, we're really nothing special. You know, I don't know why you want to say I was baptized of Apollos or Paul or Peter. We're nothing special because it's God that grants the increase, not because of special wisdom, but by God's grace. You know, so he uses agricultural metaphors to show that it's not about the servants of God. It's about God. So it's not about people that are coming into the church with some type of humanistic wisdom. Wisdom, You better measure everything by the word of God. Um, so I think that's important, you know, and then Paul, he, he goes from like a agricultural metaphor and then he goes into an architectural metaphor. And basically, if you go to chapter three, I think it's in 10 through 15, Paul says the inspectors coming to inspect your work, right? What is your work being built on? And, and you know, that's the thing the, what is the church's work being built on today? Is it proper exegesis? Is it proper hermeneutic? Because if it's not, Paul says you're building your work on wood, stubble, and hay, and that's going to burn up. So if we want to be good, uh, you know, preachers of the text and teachers of the text, we want to make sure that our stuff that we are teaching is not wood, stubble, and hay. It's going to be burned up instead of precious stones and gold and silver of those things. And for me, Paul is saying, that's not the wisdom of the world. That's the wisdom of God. And, and, and part of the wisdom of God is learning how to interpret the scriptures rightly. Again, looking at it in its original context, uh, as again, Tom Buck said, kind of you go to, just go to Corneth. We have to walk the streets of Corneth. We have to understand the milieu. Um, just like in Ephesus, if we were dealing with when, when Paul is writing to Timothy concerning Ephesus, you got to deal with the Diana cult. We know that was huge in Ephesus. And that's part of some of the exegesis that we would need to get a proper hermeneutic or get a proper understanding of today. The other thing that Paul says, and I think is the, the, the more challenging part he says, so you're doing all this, he says, and you're, you know, you're, you're bringing a lot of wisdom of the world into the church. He says, be careful because the church is a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And, and you got to understand, Paul, when he talks about this, this is not, he's not speaking about individuality where someone's individual salvation. He's saying, listen, when you are messing up the church, when you are bringing unsound doctrine into the church, when you're not using proper exegesis and, and then be able to apply it properly, basically you are crushing, so to speak, the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Because this is God's true temple, the church, right? Um, and again, in the third chapter, Paul will really get it. He elaborates rightly, that the wisdom of the world, again, is foolishness to God. And then Paul has to defend his servanthood in Christ. He def In the fourth chapter, early on, he starts defending his servanthood. And I like, and this part I will read, and, and I think it's important. I mentioned it before, but I will read it because only a couple of verses. He says, um, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found trustworthy. 
To me, it is a very small thing that I may be examined by you or by any any human court. In fact, I do not even examine myself. For I'm conscious of nothing against myself, yet I am not by this acquitted. But the one who examines me is the Lord. Therefore, do not go on passing judgment before the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring light to the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's hearts. And then each man's praise will come to him from God. So this is why it's so important, at least. Paul is saying, listen, I believe by God's grace, I am teaching rightly. And Paul was teaching rightly because he's teaching with the spirit of God, inspired by God. But he's making an example. He's saying, listen, you have to make sure that you're on that page and not on your own page. And, and, and 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 I hope and pray that churches, you know, start taking their Bible studies, their they're preaching, or we like to call it treaching here in Desert Sky. Seriously, there's too much at stake. There's too much soft theology out there. There's too much cultural theology infiltrating the churches. And again, this is God's temple. It's the Holy Spirit of God's temple. We have no right to trample it underfoot. We have every right to treat it properly by studying to show ourselves approved, a watchman rightly dividing the way of truth, right? And then Paul goes on to say to the Corinthian church, hey, by the way, I don't think he said, hey, by the way, but he, let me use that anyway. Let me use the New York lingo. Hey, by the way, This gifting that you have, this understanding of the scripture you have is not because of you, because it's a gifting that's given to you by God. So how are you now taking credit for this? You didn't receive this on, you didn't purchase this on your own. You received it. You, the Lord graciously gave you this, this spirit so you could understand the things of God. Because the human, Paul says, does not understand the things of the spirit. So here, Paul kind of tells them the wisdom you received is from above. Why are you going to boast in it? It's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with you. Um, In the fourth chapter of of, of 1 Corinthians, Paul sarcastically debunks them for taking credit of the wisdom given to them from above. And then Paul has to go on and defend his apostleship, right? Right. And he basically says, all glory goes to God for the message of the gospel being understood by grace is not because of special wisdom. And kind of Paul looks at the first four chapters trying to debunk this special wisdom that's kind of infiltrated the church. So that would be the exegesis of of that. That would be where that kind of whole first four chapters kind of land. Special wisdom, you know, maybe we can say Greek philosophy or whatever, against God-given wisdom, who is no respecter of persons, you know. um, So that would be kind of the exegesis there if we had to look at that exegetically. So how can we apply it today, just in the last few minutes that we have? Well, the wisdom of the world says today that there are many roads to salvation. It doesn't matter 
uh, what boat you're in, they're all going, they're all sailing to the same place. That is not what the Bible speaks about. That is not what the Bible talks about. There are not many roads. There is only one road. The wisdom of the world is telling you there's many roads. The wisdom of the world is saying, how can there be only one way? But the Bible tells us different. So if we're having the church, the the world coming and infiltrate the church and softening the gospel message, we are trampling underfoot the word of God, just like, just like some of the teachers were back in the day in First Corinthians, right? Um, what are some of the other modern thoughts? so to speak, that are infiltrating the church in the last couple of minutes that we have here. Marriage. We know marriage to be obviously between man and woman. That's what the Bible depicts, sacred. But today marriage is up for grabs. And, and you, if, if that was in the world, so the world has got this wisdom in saying, hey, gender's up for grabs, marriage is up for grabs. We have this special wisdom now that, you know, if you want to be, you're, even though you're born a man, you may not be a man and you can say you're a girl or you can be a half girl, whatever it is. That's a special wisdom that the world's coming in with. And now it's starting to infiltrate the church. So then we would use proper exegesis from Corinthians, just like there in, in marriage, so to speak, and sex and gender and, intere- and intellectualism, because that's a special knowledge. But now this special knowledge is infiltrating the church, giving glory to man and not to God, because now we're turning around and saying, well, the scriptures are old and they don't, you know, they might've meant that then, but it means this now be careful, be careful. That's not using proper hermeneutic. That's not using proper exegesis, you know? So we have to be careful of those things. And and just like today, just like they did, So, and then what they'll turn around and say, this is kind of special knowledge. This is the way the scriptures, you know, they, they don't really deal with this specifically. And, and we have to be able to add on, so to speak. And and this is that, that again, this special knowledge, this sophistication. And, and basically remember what Paul said to the Corinthian church, who had bewitched you from the simplicity of the gospel? And that's how I want to close this street talk theology on the simplicity of the gospel. You are a sinner. I am a sinner and we need a savior. And Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, became sin. So me and you can become the righteousness of Christ. That's a simple gospel. You have to repent and believe the gospel. And understand that message. Who has bewitched this world? Who has blinded the world from the simplicity of the gospel? And, 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 and so we have to be careful when we travel down these roads without knowing that the gospel is a simple gospel. Jesus Christ died for sinners 
who I am chief. I am a chief sinner in need of a savior. And yes, that's a simple gospel. But please hear this. The Bible says to let there not be many teachers. So if we're going to be teaching God's word, we better study to show ourselves approved. A watchman rightly dividing the word of truth. That's our calling. That, by God's grace, is my calling. So when we approach our our, uh, teaching Bible study or going behind that pulpit, let us do it in fear and trembling. Let us do it being prayerful, studyful. Understand our original context. Understand how we can apply it to today. So we can be ones who are rightly dividing the word of truth. This is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here on Street Talk Theology, and it's always an honor to be able to interact with you flying solo again. We'll be getting some guests again real soon, and I got some lined up. Hopefully and prayerfully, there'll be something that you guys will enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this lesson on um, this, uh, this morning here on basically like Gordon Fee and, and Doug Stewart wrote, we want to uh, discuss and read the Bible for all it's worth and get it right by God's grace. For the next time, Pastor Dominic here on Street Talk Theology. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.